Kravitz. If you have not followed his Triple H Horse Racing Podcast, you're missing out. It's one of the best podcasts in the country. Good morning, everyone. It is Saratoga today for Sunday, August 27th. I am your proud host, Howard Kravitz, here in the HHH Racing Podcast. Join my wonderful co-host, Paul Halloran and Pete Visco. Hope you're having a wonderful morning. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Hit the notification bell and also smash that like button. You can follow us on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor from a listening perspective. Everyone knows about our wonderful power picks. Look below the video player for that information. And also Pete Visco uh, has created a wonderful website, HHHRacingPodcast.com. Everyone should check that out. Guys, we've got a lot to talk about. The first thing, well, first of all, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. The first thing I want to say, and I know we have a lot of people watching already, guys, and we thank you very much. A few things right off the top. First of all, this week, uh, not including, of course, this morning, we've had over 4,000 views and listens on our channel for Travers Week, so we cannot thank people enough. Our shows are consistently now, guys, having over 1,000 views we had um, close to 500 listens on our audio platforms uh, just on our Thursday night show alone. So, again, we just want to thank everyone there for your support. We cannot do it without you. It really means a lot to us. Paul met some of his uh, fan club was it last night, Paul. So, again, Pete, you know, you know, we're running into people when we go to tracks. It is, it is pretty cool uh, just to meet people and meet fans of the show. Uh, the other thing, let's just, let's just get the elephant um, out of the room. We are having a big show tomorrow night, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm, I'm hoping that Paul and Pete can both be there along with possibly some other co-hosts. And we will break down the Travers Day races, uh, including the tragic events of New York Thunder, in great detail. It'll be about a 45-minute to an hour show uh, tomorrow night. We are not going to focus on that this morning. Um, I had someone tweet out, Pete and Paul or contact me. I think it was a DM. Uh, and we all know Twitter can be, a, or X, whatever the hell we're calling, can be a cesspool. Said, oh, Howard, you haven't said much about New York Thunder. What's, Paul, you're in PR. Sometimes you have to give things a little time to breathe. We all have very strong, visceral reactions. We all feel horrible about the situation. Paul, you do PR for a living. We're going to let this breathe for 48 hours, and we have plenty to say tomorrow night the last thing you want to do is go off the cuff and go crazy and say nonsense paul correct well i, I don't know what that person would have expected you to say howard uh i, yeah. I don't think you're I, I don't think you would be in favor of what happened obviously you're horrified like any other reasonable human being it's a it's a tremendous tragedy um the the similarities to maple leaf mel are eerie with an undefeated horse from relatively low profile connections um you, you know what what did that person expect you to go on twitter and say i mean uh, you know we do we're in racing you know to to different levels we're all in racing okay do i want racing to end no you know do i understand why people like richie migliori and sarah gordon from the tdn walked out of there yesterday yes oh I really do. i didn't hear about that I saw, well, again, Sarah, I saw a tweet from directly, and Richie, I saw a, a tweet somewhere that uh, someone had an interaction with them, and uh, he just said, you know, 
I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. So, he and that was after that race. Is that what you're saying? Left the, left that's, the that's according, according to the, yeah. And, you know, and I understand that, you know, I mean, I'm, there, you know, I'm, I'm there working to some degree and, uh, yeah. you know, both, both with the Whitney, uh, the test and yesterday, I, you know, I don't know if I were just there watching and uh, for shits and giggles, as they say. I- I'm not so sure. I might not have taken a walk, at least to clear the the head. So, uh, you know, I think it's unfair for anyone to expect. You know, what do, what do they think you're going to say? Do we want to end racing? No. Do we do we want to mitigate these things so you know they they don't happen as frequently? Yes, of course. Uh, I, I hate to switch gears, but I have to bring this up because this does not happen too often. Israel, everyone's like, who's Israel? <laughs> He's a student in my eighth hour math class. Israel, what's up, buddy? Good morning. Israel, Extra credit. At, you know, 9.30 for a high school kid to be up at this That's time. That's an auto- a. automatic P. A. That's an automatic A. P. a. Yeah, a. No doubt. A. Just, a. Give them an a. Just give them an A, right? It's done. You don't even have to come to class anymore, Israel. You're done. <laughs> there you go. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Love Here's it. What's fun. There's two things that are funny about this. Number one. I don't have an eighth hour math class. He's, he's actually in my seventh hour math class, <laughs> number one. And he is in my uh, uh, honors college algebra class, or what a lot of schools call pre-calculus honors. So Israel's a smart young man, other than the fact that he got the period wrong, but that's okay. But Israel, man, thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate you joining uh, the show. Um, anyway, I, I, I hate to... Yeah. It's no, so I, you know, again, I, I don't know what anyone expected. You, what the reaction was supposed to be? Are you going to condemn the whole sport? Is that what you're supposed to do? Right. You know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, um, Pete. Again, we're, we're, I'll let you have one. Just your 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 initial visceral thought. I got. I mean, it's horrible. Obviously, just any any thoughts you had after the race or just in general we'll talk a lot more tomorrow night i mean it's it's horrifying but it's also you have to compartmentalize a little bit and and i i'm one of those people who tries not to make every event so personal about myself i mean it's it's not as personal for me because it's i don't like to put myself in the position of other people who are closer to the horse who are closer to the situation who were even there because this happens and i mean we if you go on Twitter, it's made a big deal of because it happens in such a profile event and it's a, such a whole pro, high profile horse. We, we don't want to give Noble short shrift either. No, 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 definitely not. That's what I mean, though. It, this wasn't one, as, it wasn't as it was after the people couldn't see it. It was after the race. It doesn't make it any better by any Well, that's the thing. Context and circumstance make yeah. one more high profile than the other. So everyone has to comment on one. Meanwhile, if it was a Tuesday at you know, Canterbury or whatever, nobody, not that people don't care, but it wouldn't be the outrage. And the thing is, I think the thing, and and Paul, I don't know what you think on this is when this happens, the problem is there's never a reasonable, there's never a reasonable cause and effect. So there's never an answer that says, this is what happens. This is how you fix it. And that's, I think what the concern is because you sit there and you're just in the dark. You're like, well, why did this happen? Is it is it does it happen like the way I would look at it in my real job is and has nothing to do with live animals, obviously. But you would say, well, what happened? That'd be cool if you added that to your job. I know that would be <laughs> awesome. But but really what you do is you look at a problem and you say, OK, what are the sort of data points and are there any consistencies? So is it like, hey, this seems to happen the day after it rains when we seal the track or this seems to happen with who I've seen on Twitter where like horses who were on Lasix, off Lasix, and they're sort of switching back and forth. Do they have that in their bloodlines or they're bred this way? That's a lot of information. And it's not just like where you could say, all right, New York Thunder went down because of this. And here's the reason. And I think that's the biggest problem 
as this happens, we have no answers. So it's hard to have a, an, an obvious fix. So I think that's where that gray area, I think, is what just leaves it. You just you don't have a clo- you don't have any closure to it. It just happens and then it's over and then it happens again. And you go, well, what the hell could we have done different this time? Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna- well, again, guys, we're going to talk a lot right about on tomorrow night. I think very well said, Pete and Paul. I just wanted to give you guys a chance to have, you know, say a word this morning. We a lot of new people in the chat. Again, thank you so much. I mean, with Bedry, um, Mark Walcott, I don't think I've seen your name before. Thank you very much. Again, it's, it's awesome, guys. We got a lot of new viewership. Let's go ahead and talk about the late pick five. Again, tomorrow night, everyone, tomorrow night, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, we will be talking, uh, recapping the races, and of course, talk about the events of the day as well, but they are racing this morning. Um, and so guys, we're going to talk about the this afternoon. We're all, we are going to talk about the races, right? Naira has deemed it safe. Tysa has de- deemed it safe. So let's move on guys. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, the late pick five. Let me go ahead and bring up uh, the Equibase here on the screen. Give me one second, please. And we'll do that right now. Race um, seven starts. Let me take the banner off too here. There we go. Race seven starts the late pick five today. Now, this is New York Bread Showcase Day, which we didn't even mention that. We should have mentioned that right off the top. But it is New York Bread Showcase Days. These are all New York Breads all day. And what a fantastic program they have. I'm very proud to uh, co-own as well as actually Dracone is. Is Dracone in New York Bread, Paul? Uh, Dracone is not, but Cannon Fire, the horse that my wife has wife. a piece okay, of. Okay, so yeah, Paul and I have uh, pieces of New York breads. Very proud to call ourselves New York uh, bread owners. The Seeking the Ante starts the late pick five today. This is for two-year-old fillies. Of course, they're all bred in New York. I'm not going to say that after <laughs> after that comment there. Everything is. Bread New York, six furlongs. You see the field, small field of six, wide open though. In fact, you have the Moorland favorite is number six, Stella Morris for Horatio and Santana coming off a very uh, sort of quick turnaround after a solid maiden race. And if I recall, it was actually an open company. Let me go ahead and bring up our picks for everyone on the screen. And there they are. And let's go to Pete first. Pete, you're going to go with Caldwell Loves Gold who sort of got shuffled back in his loan or her, I did it again. There we go. Her loan start ran very well, won her debut, if I recall, correct? Yes. Yeah. She, yeah. I mean, this was, this is tailor made for a horse for me to like, which is probably a bad thing, but yeah, she, she dropped way back. She was sort of, you know, she looked uncomfortable. It says even in the note, she was climbing. She just didn't look comfortable. She was sort of in the back of the pack, but then once Giroux got her sort of straightened out. She just made a move and just sort of engulfed the field and then powered away pretty strongly. So that's just a race. When I watched it, I thought, hey, if we can do that, if this horse can do that into relatively, you know, not the not the fastest of fractions, relatively moderate, a little quick in the middle there. But if she can do that, then maybe against even better horses, if she can get a little bit of pace up front, and it's, it's not like she came from – she's coming from sort of small-time connections or anything. I mean, she's a Brad Cox. She's out of Golden Sense, who was an awesome horse. And so I look at it and go, if we can move her forward off of that and maybe get her even in the race a little bit better this time from the rail, I, I think she's got, she's got a pretty good shot. No, no, no doubt about it. We're going to sort of limit ourselves on replays 
uh, this morning. You've got the five in second. A concerte, not going with the <laughs> Italian horse on top. Hmm, interesting. Well, this uh, is, yeah, that that's more of a you know this <laughs> is the this is the horse though that the one will be trying to run down most likely. I mean, if you look from yes. a time form standpoint, it's pretty. Yeah. It, I mean, and again, it's only one race, so it's always tough. Like buy, like for anybody listening, you know, buyers, time form, all that's tough after just one race because yeah. you know they can they can change so quickly in race two. But I figure this is the one that's going to be on the top. You lose Sayas to injury, now you're picking up Irad, so not the worst of you know yeah. not the worst of changes in the world. By the way, just quick tidbits from uh, yesterday, just have you like to mention Archangelo, who congratulations anyone at Archangelo. We have plenty to talk about that horse uh, tomorrow. I'm sure Paul and I were very pleased uh, with that result. Got a 105 buyer, a 105 that running uh, his best race uh, ever. And Echo Zulu with a 112 pairing up, you know, that, that last huge effort. Echo Zulu is a complete freakazoid. Uh, right now, Philly or uh, boy or male or female, probably the best sprinter of the country uh, right now, maybe even better than Gunite and or Elite Power. You could make, at least make that argument. Um, anyway, we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Paul, you're going with Stella Maris, cutting back from seven to six, ran very well last time in open company. My only question with this horse is this going to be too short for her in the quick turnaround? But I mean, she's very logical here. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think any of the maiden wins were particularly, you know, impactful to me. So, I, I, you know, this horse is still a maiden, obviously. But I, I do think the open company is a is a mitigating factor. And, and you know, uh, Santana did not hurry. The horse was toward the back, fifth out of seven. Didn't really hurry her. Got her into the race uh, in the latter stages. And, uh, you know, she took a lot of money on debut in an open company race which I think is a good sign. Uh, I do. I, I do. I'm a big fan of uh, Larry Goitschman that he owned and uh, owns and bred the horse. Uh, Catalina Cruiser uh, is doing okay. So yeah, I, I think and put up a, I believe put up a, a number that's better than any of the maiden winners, the 71. So uh, like the outside post, uh, I hear what you're saying on the cutback. Uh, I got a feeling she won't be quite as far back today. Yeah, she's very logical, gets an outside post. And uh, I hate to even say this, Paul, but it's been so – Andy sort of talked about it yesterday. The weather is gorgeous there today in Saratoga Springs, from what I understand. It's going to be sunny. There's no rain in the forecast. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, Paul, does it look that way to you? <laughs> well, it's not sunny right now, I can tell you that, looking okay, out my window. Nice. Uh, uh, of course, All yesterday right. was gloriously sunny until we had a – yet another deluge and then then it was sunny and there was a rainbow out for the travis so you you figure it out yeah i I don't know uh guys i'm going with the two you know this is what's fun about handicapping guys is remember yesterday the last three races yesterday morning we all had the exact same horse on top of which we were trying to think if we were right or not well our 10 champions dream was awful but the four won the race and then i can't recall the other horse we had on top but anyway uh we are very different this morning guys and that's the great thing about this game i'm going with my shady lady i like the fact that she broke her maiden against open company did it well i know it was only five furlongs uh gulfstream is not the same obviously in the summer as it is in the winter but i do like the fact that carlos david has brought my shady lady guys up to new york early has plenty good works over the tracks figures to get a 
a good trip and I think has as good a shot as any and maybe a little bit of a price here. So I'm going with my shady lady, not a real strong opinion. That's how I feel about this race. Let's go on to the next race, guys, right now as I go ahead and switch the banners to race eight. And you can see now race eight, <laughs> race eight, I, I had to chuckle, Paul, when I saw your picks for a certain reason. We'll talk about why in a second. If anyone has scratches, I have Serling on. I'm, I'm keeping an eye out on it, Howard. Or, or okay. So we yeah. you don't have to worry about it. Okay. I appreciate that. Uh, let's go to the next race here. And I guess we don't have scratches in yet. Is that right? I don't, I haven't seen any. No. Okay. Okay. Um, throw it in the race. chat. If anybody sees them before we do, sorry, Howard, throw it in the chat. If anybody no, no. sees them come up. Race eight guys has a horse that I have a piece of uh, called gem Min 10. This is a really cool horse. He's the 13 and he does get into this race. Um, I've saw him, I've seen him at the barn many times. He's a sweetheart guys. Some horses you don't want to necessarily get close to. This guy likes to cuddle with you. He'll, he'll, you know, he'll, he'll come up to you. He's a, a, a great guy, a great boy ran big last time. Uh, we'll talk about his shots today. I will be very honest. I know like if I was on Fox or something like legally, I'm supposed to put this horse on top and I'm chuckling Paul, cause you're the only one <laughs> that has jumping 10 on top. I don't even have my own horse on top. Uh, but listen, I want to be honest to the viewers out there. Well, I'll tell you why in a minute. But let's go ahead to this race. This is an allowance race. It's mile of 16th on the inner. It's a big field. You can see there are three. There are four also eligibles. Gemmin 10, my horse, a uh, horse I have a small piece of, is getting in the race, which means there is at least one scratch. How do I know, guys? Because Matt Guter texted me this morning and said there is at least one scratch and Gem is running. So I know Jem is running. I don't know who the scratches are. He does have a tough outside post, though. Um, although the run, the mile and sixteenth inner, there is more of a run into the first turn than obviously at a mile. So he will have time to get over from the outside, but it's still certainly not ideal. You see our picks on the bottom of the screen, Paul. I got to go to you first. I mean, how do I not go to you first in this race? You're going with my boy. Gemmin 10, who ran huge last time against Bill Parcells' owned horse, Let's Go Big Blue, who I got to be honest, was taken down in a stake last time. I think rightly so, although the coach wasn't too happy about it. Yeah, I, that, I think that's the, the tell, as they say in poker. That, that horse came back and ran huge again and won the race. I agree with you. I thought I thought it was a close call, but I would have taken him down. But uh, the, the other three, though, after Gem and 10 are all main track only, so they'll, they will be scratched, 14, 15, 16. Obviously, yeah. you need one coming out of the body of the race right. in order to get in, and it sounds like it. So, yeah, the 13 is, well, he's not going to be all the way out to the 13. We know he's going to be at no further than the 12th, and, and perhaps closer if there's more than one scratch. Um, yeah, I, I thought uh, I, I thought uh, he ran really well last time. And uh, for me, the way that uh, Let's Go Big Blue, he came back and won the Rick Violet stakes uh, before being taken down. Uh, the source says, what, 24, 24 days uh, rest? We like yeah, Ray Handel. A little quicker than we'd like to um... – uh, race, but uh, Ray feels confident enough. So I'm listening. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna listen to. Yeah, well, I mean, you know what? You're in the last week, right? And you know, you, you, it's a ninety-five thousand dollar allowance. And when you go yeah. downstate next week, you know, two weeks, you may not be running a state bread for ninety-five thousand no, dollars. Definitely, definitely won't be. 
you know, so I, I see also, by the way, uh, on the chat. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to represent your horse, Howard. I'll, Appreciate that. Uh, My only concern, well, I'll, I'll let, I'll let Pete give his picks and we'll talk. Uh, Gemminton definitely has a shot. It's just a very tough post and this is not the easiest field uh, either. You are going with the one Paul in second. This is my top choice. Whistler's honor. There's two things I really like about the source. I think the post is a big advantage in this race. And I do like his upside and improvement. It's just, guys, there's something that I need to continue to work on as a handicapper. It's a bit of a blind spot for me. I will readily admit. Sometimes I go with horses that are more consistent, that look faster. Instead of going with these younger, improving horses and we've talked about this a zillion times. It's like the stock market. You have to try to predict what's going to happen today, not what's happened before. And I sometimes am guilty of that. I'm not going to be guilty of that with this horse. I think this horse, guys, could run a low 80s, and this is my top pick, Paul. Yeah, I like the fact that he closed into a uh, relatively slow pace last time, 113 and 3 for 6, 137 for, for the mile. Uh, it looks like he is going to need some pace to run into. Um, which, you know, you, I think speed is a little better on the inner than, uh, I, I, I think that. you'd, I think you'd rather see a horse like this on, on the main turf course. But I, again, the fact that, uh, his buyers have improved every race and closed into that relatively slow pace. Uh, I, that's why I thought, uh, he, he would have a good chance here. Won't beat Gem in 10, but good chance. Well. <laughs> Well, hopefully not for my sake. Uh, Be of Courage, this is a price play for you, Pete. I believe on your wonderful power picks that we just sent out yep. this morning. Eight to one morning line, Castellano, who, guys, I, I have to say this. We're going to talk about tomorrow night. This guy is a serious candidate for an Eclipse Award. And I know he's not going to have nearly as many wins as the as the Ortizes and the Flavians, but Every big race, guys. This guy's won this year that he's been on practically. It's just amazing, Pete. And you're going with him with B of Courage here. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this race is going to win him the Eclipse, but hopefully no. he gets the win and, <laughs> and it puts some money in our pockets. There are at least the, yeah. the, the, the pockets of the Power Pick subscribers as well if they play it. Yeah, this was, again, this wasn't a race where I thought, obviously I didn't know Genmin 10 was in when I put it in. So there was no world beaters before this morning until I knew that horse was getting in the body of the field. But now, <laughs> now on, uh, when I, when I made when I made this pick though, what I liked about this horse was actually in the breeding. I think I I've just, I'm just taking a shot that I think this horse might like going a little longer and actually did run a little better going a mile. Now we're going two turns for the first time. And I, I just have a feeling based on the breeding that this one's going to enjoy the extra distance. And if you look at it, when it came back at, at three was steadily improving from a buyer standpoint, look better from a time form standpoint and from a revo- result standpoint, then you get that last race was bet down, you know, a little under four to one, basically seven to two is four to one. It was a yielding course, got sandwiched right out of the gate. Basically, the two horses on either side just crushed him, pushed this horse way back, was dead last, was just sort of out of it. And then at that point, uh, maybe the who knows if the yielding if the yielding course he didn't like, and if the, the just getting, yeah, if you, and actually, if you watch the, it's hard to see there, you see him get dropped way back, but even from the head on, it's even worse because you could actually see the two horses sandwich him. So I'm hoping that he was just sort of taken out of his game completely. And then maybe also didn't, yeah, if you see it right there, just sort of mushed. 
and then with the yielding course, maybe the course he didn't like as well. But if he just if you just scratch that race and you look at the the steady improvement, if he can move forward one more time off of that race two back, then I think he fits really well in this field, even towards the top of it. And you're getting eight to one and Castellano to boot. Uh, nothing wrong with the price in this race. My general feeling, guys, is the one and the 13 are the most talented horses in this race. I'm just concerned about the post, the gem in 10. Guys, he's a bit one pace. This is not, he doesn't have explosive moves. He's a really nice three-year-old New York red turf horse, but he doesn't have explosive moves. He's more of a grindy type. And Dylan's going to have to, I think Dylan's going to stay on this horse. I think he's on the six also, someone mentioned, which I didn't look at, but I don't know. Usually they stay on their main body horse. Yeah, he's on the six. I would be shocked if Dylan's on the six in this race. I'm sure he's going to go with Jem here. Um, Dylan's going to have to work out a trip. But if if Jem and Ten can get position in the first turn into a relatively, you know, decent pace, not nothing crazy fast, he's got a shot. I'm just concerned about the post guys. So that's my main the one. The one scared me a little bit because she does. He doesn't seem to break all that great. And out of the one hole, you just worry that if it doesn't would, break well, because yeah. I, I had that horse in second, but that was my, if you're trying to, if you're trying to knock down a, a three to one shot, that was a little bit of a concern I had. No question. Let's move on to the next race, guys. Race nine, you see our picks on, again, we are pretty different here. Uh, these are, this is a pretty tough late pick five guys uh, and, and ladies. Uh, by the way, shout out to Maiden Focus who loved the nine First time starter Mott horse yesterday who came through. I think it's seven to two, if I recall. So shout out to Maiden Focus for that a great score that he, we mentioned on the chat. Let's go ahead to race nine, guys. It's an allowance race. Of course, we know what kind of bread this is for. Uh, five and a half furlongs this time on the turf. Another huge field here of 12. There's a bunch of also eligibles. There's only one. Uh, also eligible Royal Dancer, who's meant for turf. These other threes are main track only, and it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day today in Saratoga. Moreline favors the rail number one weekend rags for Brayu and Pratt. Pete and Paul, you're both going to go with Carrie for Joe Sharp and Tyler G. Uh, Pete, what do you like about this horse? Eight to one Moreline. You guys are fishing again. For, this could be a real nice day of prices. Yeah, this was actually another one of this was my sort of underneath price play on the power. Ah, the reverse key back wheel. I love it. Yeah, I did that. Although I did put sort of on the on the picks, I put an across the board bet as well. But, uh, you know, looking for a looking for a price here. This was one where it just had sort of a, a an odd, a little bit of an odd trajectory so far. So breaks the maiden goes right into, you know, we're in open company, goes right into stakes, doesn't run very well, two bad stakes races, gets a little time off, runs, drops back down to an optional claimer, runs okay, at least, at least showed something off that, off that long layoff. They leave the Clement barn, they go to the Sharp barn, go to Belmont in another pretty good stakes race. Liguria is pretty good. Tax implications is pretty good. Gets the yeah. lead, cutting some fractions and then just folds. But that was at a mile then you go back to the allowance under sharp second time. And then the race comes up sloppy, comes off the turf, runs mostly like crap. Did show some speed, though, again. Now I'm hoping that, hey, we're getting the progression from two to three, maybe. And now we're getting this horse back to the, I think, five and a half we're at, right? Five and a half that I think she's going to like. So, again, at a price in a field that I don't love. I think this one has a shot to maybe show some tactical speed or even be a little closer and hopefully get back to again, where the progression might've been 
if it was a little bit more of a of a linear road that she's been on instead of the you know the back and forth in terms of trainer in terms of distance in terms of surface so you know here, here's what i'm saying and i'm looking at this shaking my head why did i do this i've got the nine and third and the only reason i bring it up guys is this what i'm talking about the nine is consistent right is the four-year-old philly 70 70 70 but is one for 11 compared to the eight who only has one race in the 70s but as a three-year-old who has much bigger upside. So again, this is like one of those, I'm, I'm knocking myself. The nine you'd think is better just based on pure numbers, but I think the eight has a better chance to win this race and I should change my pick. So listen, if, if you're not going to fall on your sword and, and evaluate your own handicapping, then you're being stupid. I also want to mention the August 13th work for Kerry was a B as in boy and the comment was made a good physical appearance. Uh, and then, the August 20th on my birthday work, another positive Turspin making up ground on a target without being set down. Very positive workout report for the eight. In fact, guys, I, I, guys I'm going to move up the eight. I'm going to go one, five, eight. I did not, this, uh, Professor Kravitz did not uh, evaluate and do his homework properly. Uh, Paul, any also, anything you want to add to carry here? No, I think Pete summed it up. My main thing, Pete, was in agreement with you. I, I think, the horse looks like a turf sprinter, and that's what she will be doing today. Yep. Sprinting on turf. I think they kept her in last time. You know, she had run uh, one time on dirt, uh, although not well. And, you know, and, and we talked, I think, yesterday, Howard, uh, about uh, off the turf races being misbet. And, you know, this horse is seven to two. How was this horse seven to two last time? In, in that race, you know, I, I get it. Well, he's coming, she's coming off stakes races, yeah. Turf she's stakes, races. Stake. They, they always yeah. thought very highly of, of her, too, right? I mean, so, John right. Wyckoff, so a real sharp owner, one I think they right. won a race yesterday, Paul, or maybe it was Friday, I can't recall, but anyway. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, and, and and Joe Sharp is as his name indicates, Sharp, he uh, the high percentage trainer puts horses in the right spot. Uh, I hadn't had a chance to read the workout reports out yet, so I'm glad to hear. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to hear your report. And uh, right. yeah. yeah. By the way, Joe awesome. Sharp in uh, turf sprints in 2023, 32% right now as well. So he's been and yeah, like 28 races. So you're not the hugest sample size, but it's big enough. I mean, that's that's yeah. plenty to get a feel. Let's talk about one more horse, guys, and then we're going to move on to the last race. Again, thank you very much. We, this is the biggest viewership we've had on a Sunday morning all-meet, so thank you very much for joining the show again. This is your host, Howard Kravitz of the HHH Racing Podcast, Saratoga, today as we're going over the late pick five here on the beautiful Sunday. Weekend rags. Paul, you've got this one. Uh, second consistent Flavian inside prost, Abreu, fits. Logical. Right. Yeah, all of the above, right? Uh, yep. Good buyers check, are good. Check, check. Yeah, yeah, buyers are good. Uh, you know, not off the charts. The last race was pretty quick, uh, and you know, went to the lead and and got overtaken by two. But uh, uh, post helps uh, should help uh, with with a horse that has. Uh, some speed. So yeah, I, I just think a logical, you know, I'm, I, I wouldn't be in love with the horse on the win end. I'll obviously use her in the pick five, but I, I certainly think if you had to pick one horse that you were going to bet to be a part of it, that this looks like the one. By the way, while we have a second, Carrie's eight to one morning line, Pete and Paul, I'll answer. I'll let you guys answer. I won't give my opinion. 
what odds will carry go off at do you think in this race and what are the lowest odds you would take on a win end because obviously you guys would be interested in a win bet in this race on carry pete let's have you go first what odds will she go off at and what's your value line per se or what's the lowest you would go on a win end with carry honestly i thought this was a tough one to come up with the odds and and, and david aragon i don't think he disagreed because the odds are sort of yeah. they're sort of spread i i think you'll get every bit of the eight in all honesty, I think it'll be somewhere around there. And I would probably go as low as maybe, I don't know, six, six-ish, something like that. You know, depending, any, if it's not too low, I, I'd take a shot on a horse like that. Because even if it's not, you know, as long as they don't just bang this horse out of the gate and all of a sudden it's two to one, which when you look at it, when you have a price play and you look at it and you go, what the hell happened? Why is this? I mean, it's a good thing because it's taking money sometimes, but for your you know, for your bet and your payout, it's not what you're, it's not the favorite thing you want to see. Pete, horses never get bet down late with smart. No, never, never, never. All your thoughts. I I think she's going to be like five to one, to be honest, but I would still bet her on the win end for me. Well, I think now that two of the foremost racing minds in America have picked her, she's well, that's, that's clearly yeah. going to lower. Probably right nine now. to five yeah. right now, Paul. Fairly, now, right? fairly yeah. obvious. <laughs> uh, I think she'll go at about six, and I would not take anything below five. Paul, look who's here. Oh, sorry. Pick five, Brian. Had to leave to go to a wedding, a poorly planned wedding. Someone uh, that he knows got married on Travers Day. That was... Uh, that was a travesty. Uh, <laughs> what in the world but, are they uh, thinking? But right. he was here Thursday and Friday. Yes, good guy. A, a Lionard, uh, excuse me, Lion, uh, right. I, I'm pretty much. I think it's pronounced that way. Um, guys, I my picks are horrible in this race. I'm just going to say it. I don't, what am I thinking here? <laughs> I don't. I, I saw improvement and maybe, but I, no, I, I don't. I guess I, I read. I don't know, guys. I my, my I forget. I, I don't like this horse. Forget my picks. I well, Paul, you've got you've got her third. So yeah, I, I'm wrong. I yeah. don't know. Irad always yeah. step, brings horses up, guys. He just does. Yeah, he ran pretty well in that off the turf race last time. Uh, was way, way, way behind. Sixteen lengths behind in a five and a half furlong race. So no yeah. chance. Tough um, race. You know. I, I understand why they kept her in. Um, it's I, I'm not so sure if he's turf or dirt. You know, the wind's on turf, but has a second on dirt. So, yeah, I I, uh, I, I wouldn't get beat yourself up too much on this right. horse. I think this I horse mean, has a chance to be part of it. I would say uh, 35 non-winners of two, two at, at New York. Allowance. That's the There's issue. A, oh, really? I think it's more like a lateral move, actually. But open company, 35, non-winners of two to allowance New York. Well, the, the fact, uh, yes, the fact, I looked at that, Howard, and the fact that it was open company is what, yeah, I, I do agree with that okay. yeah, a little bit, yeah. One other thing I'm going to talk about on the show tomorrow night, guys, and this has not been talked about a lot. Uh, I'm not saying I found something that no one has seen. I think Irad made a major mistake in the Travers, and I'm going to talk about tomorrow night. I'm not going to say when, what part of the race or why. I'll mention tomorrow night. Watch the replay again and watch Forte carefully, who really didn't run very well, frankly. But I think Irad made a major mistake, and he's one of the best jockeys in the world. I'll talk about that. The ride was awful. The ride was awful, that. by the way. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that tomorrow, but it was we'll awful. Tease that. We'll tease that tomorrow <laughs> night. Um, all right, let's go to race 10, guys. Race 10. So also a leg of the pick five. This is the uh, Albany. Real nice race, guys. Nice uh, stake for $250,000. Three-year-olds, 
field of seven with some very nice New York Reds here, three of them in particular, all at around two to one. David Aragona has made Maker's Candy for, of course, Michael Maker and Jose Ortiz, the nine to five more line favorites. You see our picks on the bottom of the screen. Um, <laughs> we are all going with different horses here. Pete, let's go to you. You're going with Maker's Candy. Yeah, by the way, David Aragona made Maker's Candy the favorite, but I was listening to a pod with him and Nick Tamaro, and they don't really like Maker's Candy. They like Drake's Passage a lot more for the distance, just for just okay. for uh, just for informational purposes. I went with the two. Well, Pete, sorry, let oh. me. I want to. I want to jump no, on please, that a second because yeah. we're going to say, "Why is Eric? What is Eric going to try to get a better price?" Guys, listen. No, God, no. Listen to what we're saying, people. If you're not morning line makers, make the morning lines. They are trying to predict what the public believes will be the odds off at post time, not what he personally believes. Go ahead, Pete. No, 100%. Yes, and I didn't mean it to disparage no, I know David in any way. I just I happened to be listening to that pod this morning, and, and yeah. I was thinking about this race because I was up in the air, too, between sort of the two and the six, and it was sort of an obvious race. I thought one with the top three horses. I just think this one maybe just has some some decent upside. We'll see about the distance. The race two back was pretty impressive, and you get it from a buyer standpoint, pretty impressive from a time form standpoint stretched out in the last one had a little bit of trouble at the start and then just couldn't couldn't close the deal again at really really low odds against a horse that he should have beaten but i'm just going with the fact that maybe that was just a, a, the start the stumble a little bit maybe just took a little spice out of him and, and now you're going to get back to that race two back and we see the we see the race what is that five back or so with a 90 buyer and again not that buyer is everything but it just shows that this horse has some talent but i I don't really have a strong opinion in this race between like the two the six even the the three i think aside from the fact that the five is going to win jackson heights hopefully my dad will have that (laughs) horse for my son he'll bet jackson so if the five wins then there'll be some visco happiness anyway if that horse wins I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm not, well, it's funny because your father cashed on a 99 to one a few weeks ago or something. I mean, like yeah, that. I posted that. On, I posted that, that on that Twitter. The, yeah. Fox, his horse, his dog's name is Fox. And I, I saw the horse come up and I was like, dad, did you have this horse? And he's like, I did across the board. Nice night. You're never going to have a 90 to one shot. Most likely, unless it's the name of something. So Absolutely. why not? Um, Paul, I did read this right. You're only one, two, three. Did I, did I? Yeah. Okay, so I want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't adjust your set. <laughs> I just I is, know you is, like is, to have a beverage. Is one, Leo so your dog? I just name, Paul. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I didn't think you were a yeah. morning drinker, Paul. I thought you were mainly a your normal like nighttime kind of guy. But you know, anyway, like, Leo and Royal talk to us, Paul. Twenty to one. I love this it. This is off the rails. Uh, I get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm betting. I think there's a chance this race falls apart in the last furlong. Okay. And uh, I look at, I know it's Finger Lakes. I know the buyers are sub 70. You get Tyler. Jeremiah Engelhardt is uh, 22% in dirt roots. Uh, we're on Travis weekend. His sire Alpha was a, co- a dead heat winner of the Travers with Golden Ticket. Uh, Ecton Park was also a, a distance horse. So uh, I don't think I, I'm. I'm positive almost pause as positive as you can be the horse can get the mile in an eighth uh the two has never run beyond a mile on 16th the three has never run beyond a mile on a 16th uh the four is a sprinter uh jackson heights your guy pete the zilla horse who won a 
Peter, the, the race to Bet Jackson Heights was last September at Aqueduct when he was 24 to 1 in the Bertram <laughs> Bond Guard. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, uh, the, I, the eight is never run beyond a mile. Um, I, I the think six either. I, six I believe I believe this this is strictly betting that the race falls apart and okay. this horse comes from the clouds and bingo bango bongo. Paul, not only is the eight not run over a mile, the eight's not even in this race. There is no eight. So whoever that eight it's is, it's a uh, long week. It's a long <laughs> week, Uncle. Okay, we got it's it. A long we week. It. Uh, what what is there about uh, Alpha? Is the name people should know, right, uh, Paul? The uh, Alpha. Alpha was the dead heat winner of the Travers with golden go. ticket. I this was is here. Not a problem. And yeah. Ecton Park, I believe Ecton Park, if I'm not mistaken, was on the uh, Derby trail. No, he wasn't on the Derby trail, but he uh, he he was a rooter. He was a dirt rooter. Uh, again, oh no! Wait a minute. That's Claude. That's the DM. Sorry, Howard. I'm really. No, I'm really, okay. Uh, well, why you're why you're. While you're checking it out, let me talk about Drake's Passage because yeah, yeah. some people in the chat love this horse, some people don't. Yeah. Let me say first, um, I think a lot of people know I have a little bit of a relationship with the Clemence because I have a few horses that I own with them. I did not, I repeat, I did not get in contact with Miguel Clement on Drake's Passage, so I don't have inside intel. But you know what, guys? If you're concerned about distance with this horse, I personally am not. He's by Tonalist. Tonalist was a Belmont winner. He could run all day. Maybe on the bottom side is not quite distance. The Clements do a great job, guys, of spotting their horses, and they know what they have underneath the engine, so to speak. I'm not worried about distance. Maybe he's not good enough, but I think he's going to get a great trip here. He doesn't have to be on the lead. He's going to stalk. It's only this horse's second start of the year for Robert Evans, a real an excellent ownership group here. And Franco, guys, I really, really like the uh, Drake's passage today. I know he's two to one, so I'm not saying anything overly creative, but this would be a major play for me vert, uh, horizontally if I play a pick four or pick five today, and definitely uh, on the win end if I get a decent price. I just love his upside, guys. I think this is a real nice New York red who has a bright future. Let's go to the last race here, guys, as we talk about the last race of the day. Today on Sunday, we'll do it real quickly. Our scratches are not in yet, guys. Still, I, I still haven't. I, I'm looking at I, Andy's Andy feed. Has not put up. I haven't seen anything yet, actually. So that's the only place I usually know where okay. to look for them. So I don't. All right. Well, that that makes our job easier because that means we can go real fast through this last race since we don't know exactly who's in it anyway. But you see our picks on the. No, you don't. Well, you do see picks, but the wrong race. We, these are guesses, guys. On the bottom of the screen, we're guessing who's going to be in, who's not. It's a main special way. This is off the turf, ladies and gentlemen. Off the turf, one mile. It's going to be out of the Wilson shoot. I have no idea the field size. There are three also eligibles. These two, 13 and 14, are meant for turf. Foxy Kara will be the favorite in this race. Seven to five morning line as a main track only. So you can always be guaranteed the 15 horse will be the favorite in this race. And you can see our picks on the bottom of the screen. Again, we're doing a lot of guesswork here. Let me go. Uh, Pete and Paul, you're both going with the 15. Who's who's going to be the horse to beat? I just frankly don't know how good the 15 is really. Foxy Kara. Blinker is on though. Very consistent. Five or six in the money. Paul, this is the obvious choice. We don't know how wide a trip that she may get because we don't know how many are in the main in the race here. But I mean, she's 
got the best dirt form of everyone. Yeah, this will be an instant replay. Probably yesterday there was an off the turf horse in the four, a uh, main track only fourteen yep. in the off the turf last race. Oh, yep. Yes, it was two to five. Yes, so I needed to complete a ten dollar pick oh. three, and oh. yes, who who got hooked early by a horse who had no chance, and then got <laughs> softened up enough that got passed by the Phil Bauer horse in the stretch. So, oh, you and me, uh, you and me both. I don't know. The thirteen rushed up and made the. But maybe maybe the fourteen should have been good enough anyway. Though to be honest, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. A no, the power horse, though. pretty fast pace. Yeah. Anyway, we so this horse. What I'm getting at is this horse will be similarly over bet, and that and that includes if if she wins, she yeah. she's going to be over bet regardless of the result of the race. But we don't know how many are going to stay in. You know, I struggled. I don't know about you guys, but I, even trying to guess. You know, like I'm, I guess the eight's going to stay in, but the eight's 50 to one. None of them know? look like dirt horses, Paul. Looked like it'd be right. three I horses just, when they you know, actually put the scratches in. How would I see you? I took a long look at Autumn. I, I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, if they keep Autumn in, you know, by constitution yeah. out of an unbridled song, Mayor. That, that's probably logical. Um, I, I uh, James Bond in the five, unless he just wants to get her a run, that looks like turf pedigree. Oh, pick um, five. Brian wants to know about the bond. He, they are not good first time out, but I will say the last two workouts, especially the last workout, very positive on the workout report for the last one. I will say. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Again, I, I think I, I didn't do a deep dive, but it it looks to me like more turf. Although Air, Air Force Blue is better dirt than turf, which is funny that they were debuting. Yeah, I does have good works on the dirt. Not good first time out. But anyway, you know, I wonder. I'm, um, I'm interested in the four. Uh, there's always the story. George Weaver, we know his wife had a very serious accident yes. up here last year. Cindy, thank God she's back, and she was at Royal Ascot when he won with Crimson Advocate, but. As part of her rehab, Cindy was sent to one of the great rehab hospitals in the world, Spalding Rehabilitation in Boston. Yep. And I am guessing that that – and George Bredden owns this horse. Yeah, I am guessing – named after uh, George Weaver's yeah. wife. Correct. The four was my – was actually in the power picks. The four was my top choice when it was on the turf. So yep. I, I still like the horse. Again, I don't know – I think the breeding you can you could probably squint and make it and, and look a little bit at and get that one on dirt. But again, it's hard to know these picks. I would say take these picks with a grain of salt, only because yeah. this field could change so dramatically by the time the scratches come in. Sorry, guys, I know I'm that uh, I'm just going to sort of shorten this if you guys don't mind. I know you have Shaman Princess, logical speed distance. I have absolutely no idea, but you got a Shaman Ghost who can get distance. Maybe this horse will be better on the stretch out. Pete and Paul have this horse second. And I just, as as Paul mentioned, uh, I, Autumn is bred for dirt and has workouts on dirt. If this race was on turf, this would be my top pick. I'm just going to stick with her. I think she'll probably handle the dirt. She's been working okay on dirt. I, it's a guess. And also hey, the Paul, time. Paul, hold on, hold on. Before you scroll down, can you go back up to the seven? Hey, Paul, I'm surprised Howard's not going with the seven on top because that dirt start with the zero buyer, you know, that's his, that's his ah. new jam now. That's his, that's his thing. Ah, now. Yes. So 
but it's but a violence. No, it's got to be the violence. It's got to be. It's got to be the last race. The last race. Not, well, not, it was the last dirt race. So you know, you just wipe those two turf ones out. It doesn't. Yeah, count. that's. I'm glad you brought that up, though. But this is a different scenario. Just to clarify, I don't know if you're being tongue in cheek. No, I am being very tongue in cheek. But just for people to know, I mentioned that I like zero buyers in the last race, but this is to me clearly a turf horse. So. It's a different situation, but anyway, yeah, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned the old zero buyer. Shelly's another one, guys. I don't know if this horse can be in the race, but she's by Twirling Candy out of a Dr. Fong mare, so maybe this horse can handle dirt. I'm Chad's been working her on dirt. I think she'll improve greatly. I don't know. It's a big guessing game. I don't really want to keep dwelling on this race, guys. I just... I don't know. Foxy Care doesn't do much for me. I, I, I'm i going to try to beat her somehow, depending on who's in the field guys it's been a great show any final thoughts again we're going to talk tomorrow night extensively please watch us tomorrow night let me take the pics off the screen here uh please watch tomorrow night 8 p.m eastern paul pete and i and who knows oh maybe some guys from bed and boozing i asked uh some some tv personalities to maybe come on and talk we'll see if we can get them on last second today if we can just for one second guys just wipe out what happened the tragedy of yesterday just talk positive for a moment paul we all love horse racing we all love new york breads or at least paul i know you and i do this is their showcase day i'm glad they're running today if they deem it to be safe it's a day that the new york breads deserve and the new york breeding program just to close out has improved tenfold in the last i'd say 15 years or so new york breads can run anywhere in any spot grade Rated stakes, they've proven it. It's nice they have a day to themselves after the Travers. Yeah, I walked by Cherie DeVoe's barn the other morning, and there is Zevo, who at one time I think was the third earn, third highest earning New York bred of all time. Yeah. I think won the Suburban, if I'm not mistaken. Or ran Who is the leading you know, all-time New York bred? Do you know, money-wise? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, because of, it's because of the race. uh, uh you keep talking and I'll find it. All right, he'll look it up. But yeah, no, I, I agree, Howard. And I'll be honest with you, I went to uh, bed last night thinking there was a, a good chance they weren't going to run today. Uh, Put in the chat. Who's who? Who knows who's the leading before Paul? Mind your biscuits. Oh, won the uh, be, won the race in Dubai with there we go. Uh, the, the Golden Shaheen. Funny nice. side. Funny side. Who right now? I'm not there right now. The funny side is. Uh, being uh, the remains of being buried inside the main gate at Saratoga yes. today, Wait, 11 o'clock. Nine, hold on, 19 likes? Come on, people. Smash that like button before you leave the show. <laughs> and please subscribe, too. It really, when you subscribe to the channel, everyone, um, it costs you nothing. For those of you not only familiar with YouTube, subscribing, all it does is it sends people, it tells the algorithm of YouTube, it sends people to our channel. It helps us in, with advertising and a lot of other ways. So please Make sure you subscribe if you've not hit the subscribe button and smash that like button. Pete, any final thoughts for today? No, I was going to say it's Funny Sides Day. They're having a ceremony, correct, Paul? Still, I assume that's still going on. Yes. And the, the fourth race, which we didn't cover, is the Funny Side, and it's actually a yes. pretty good race. So take a look at that one as well. I like there might be a horse on the power picks in the in the Funny Side as well, but that's a fun race, and it's a he was a fun horse that was beloved because of everything around him, being a New York bred, the connections, everything, and he passed 
the earlier this year, correct? If I'm remembering. Yeah, um, yeah, about very, a month or two ago. About a month or two, yeah. So, it, so that's a that's another positive, not to death, obviously, but just his his yeah. story and and where he came from, and having it on this day, you know, it makes the day give some positive after some of yesterday's negativity. Howard, last thing I know we're going to talk tomorrow night, but I know you picked when you picked Archangelo, you mentioned picking Archangelo down the line. Uh, I have good news for you, Howard. I, I just went by very briefly this morning just to take a picture. I sent you the picture. That horse was full of vim and vigor today, like he galloped yesterday more. I mean, you know, horses come out of races differently, but that's a mile and a quarter on a tiring racetrack. You would not know that that horse won a mile and a quarter race yesterday. He was as lively and get up and go as so. Good news for you down the line. We'll talk more about him tomorrow night. Here's how we're we're on this show in a little bit of an unusual way. I want to thank Paul Haller and Pete Visco for coming on. Let's end with the Gemminton Adelphi spot and pay some bills at the same time. Thanks for watching, everyone. Good luck to my fellow partners in Adelphi Racing today in race eight with the lucky number 13, Gemminton. Crush your bets, everyone. Good luck today at Saratoga. Here's the Gemminton spot. Good day, everyone. Here comes Gem Min 10, and now Dylan Davis, and they get ready to swarm these leaders. Gem Min 10 is in front. Gem Min 10 wins the finale. Welcome to Adelphi Racing Club's unparalleled partnership experience. Exclusive access to the backstretch at Belmont and Saratoga, premier accommodations on race day, and of course, experience excitement like no other. Contact us today to get a taste of the Adelphi difference.